Well, hello, everyone, and good afternoon, good morning, whenever you're listening to this program. This is Robin Walter, The Robin Walter Show, and Red Sky Radio. Got so much to fill in. I'm looking at my stack of stuff, and I'm just thinking, okay, when I get done with this program, do I just simply turn around and do another one? I can't seem to get to the bottom of my stack. And I have some teachings that I'd like to do. I I don't know. You can let me know if you have any thoughts. And if you say, well, I had a program a week. Or if you say, no, cut cut the program you have in half. <laughs> you won't offend me. You really won't. But if you'd like to reach me, you may do so at redskyradio777 at gmail.com or robinwaltershow at gmail.com. So here we go. Let's get rolling. Um, I'm going to start with a little tiny bit of bad news. I got some good news, and then we're just going to get into reality. That doggone reality. Uh, anyway, two and a half years ago, I got COVID. I had it actually very bad. Some of you don't remember. Some of you do because my programs were awful. I could hardly talk. I was screaming just a whisper, I essentially lost my voice for 67 days. And w there has been a lingering side effect. And it's sad. This is the bad news, is that it seems like I have become allergic to chocolate. Drat. Mostly milk chocolate. And I could bypass milk chocolate. That's the cheap stuff. Get the high cocoa content. I seem to do a little better. Anyway, that's it for that. I can't seem to find any substantiation for that. It's purely anecdotal and observational on my part, but that doesn't mean it isn't real. Okay, now to the good news. Um, in an odd sort of way, Disney is suffering at all levels. Attendance way down at Disney World. Way to go, Ron DeSantis. Doing a great job there. Their movies are flopping. The Dial of Destiny, the Harrison Ford latest flick. A sucker, I think, is still underwater while The Sound of Freedom with uh, Jim Caviezel setting records, which, by the way, Donald Trump is hosting uh, a screening of that movie with Jim Caviezel. Uh, that's pretty cool, huh? So Disney is losing money every way possible. They're finding out that woke doesn't pay. Queer stuff is crap at the ticket counter. Grooming sucks financially. And what do they do? They respond by giving and extending their CEO uh, another two-year contract. So uh, I'm thrilled that they did that because maybe it means that pretty soon they will be bankrupt. What a thrill that would be. Their stock is way down. 
Uh, Disneyland is unsafe at any speed. Uh, to borrow a slogan that only dates me, going back to Ralph Nader, talking about the Corvair. Yeah, some of you guys are old enough to remember that. Next piece. Uh, now, you know that for, what, two and a half, three months now, I've been singing the praises of Vivek Ramaswamy. I'm not saying I want him to be the ca candidate for president for the Republicans, but he would be a good one. I read his platform to you two weeks ago. It's, it's the best platform out there. Would he be the best president? I don't know. It's the best platform. Well, he has jumped from 3% support to 10%. He's actually on track to overcome Ron DeSantis. But a little appendage here in the good news department. DeSantis, who is a great governor, arguably, without question, the best governor in the United States. It does not make him potentially the best president. He just is not national in, the, in his presence, delivery. I don't know what there is. He just remain, needs to remain the best governor. And if he would not be the best president, that also means he would not be the best vice president. All right? But to DeSantis's credit, he came out yesterday and said that if Trump wins of nomination, Trump would have his full support. Full support. Or maybe, maybe Ron is eyeing a, a vice presidential slot. That would be a huge mistake. If he can't track nationally, which he isn't, I don't want to get into the reasons why, but if he can't track nationally as a, vice, as a presidential candidate, then he has no business being on a national ticket, period. But Ramaswamy is only a few points behind him. He's now third in the Republican uh, primary uh, or the run candidacy for the uh, presidential slot. And also I would like to, to mention that I, I, I continue to try to massage a bit my understanding of the political scene as it changes. And I have been back in the Trump camp for some period of time. Three, four months ago, I was Ron DeSantis. Uh, time uh, took care of that. Trump is really the guy. And everybody else is an also-ran. Everybody else is there, either like Chris Christie, who doesn't do anything well, except maybe his impersonation of a beached whale. He doesn't do anything well. And he's only there to try to knock Trump out. And Nikki Haley is an absolute waste of time, and you could go. And there are some people that are kind of good; they're not going to get any traction. But we're down to Trump with one of two people, in my humble opinion, and sometimes maybe not so humble opinion, as who would be the best vice presidential candidate. And it is either Ramaswamy or Scott, Rick Scott. Now the advantage of Rick Scott is, needless to say, it would be the first true and fully, the true African-American, the first one, that would be a president or vice president. 
I, mean, I don't know why they continue to say Barack Obama is the first African. How do you be the first African-American president if you're half Irish? Could somebody explain that to me? And, of course, the people who say that on the left are actually borrowing a racist metric from the 19th century to define him. Because you go back to the slave days, if anybody was one-eighth black or more, they were considered black. And therefore subject to discrimination, ostracization, marginalization, all that went along with that, which was horrible. One-eighth. But the left seems to think that if you're one-eighth black, you are black. So in other words, the left is actually using a slave-based metric to define who's an African-American. Well, Scott's the real deal, 100%. He would have and attract um, a whole nother segment and solidify the Trump ticket. Oh, my gosh. It, you know, I'm, I'm still not backing off on my thought until proven otherwise, sadly, that Gavin Newsom will be the next president. But I really hope that I'm wrong. Ramaswamy would be a great VP, not as good as Scott, but this is where Ramaswamy fits in. This guy is so ridiculously stinking bright and good, wholesome. Yes, he's Hindu. But I, as I've said before, you know, if you had Orthodox rabbi running for president who wouldn't look a Gentile Christian in the eye without wanting to spit in his face, would I vote for the guy? Well, absolutely, compared to a Democrat, because they're going to be right on all the key moral and social issues. Same thing with Ramaswamy. I may well be wrong. But I actually think there's a good possibility that if he were vice president, he would be um, a factor in limiting or tamping down the persecution of Christians in India. But he may be a Hindu in name only. I, I, don't, I don't really know, but that's not a deal breaker for me. However, boy, I tend to think he would be the absolute quintessential perfecto Secretary of the Treasury. That's a spot that I see him in. And maybe that's what he's shooting for. I mean, at 37 years old, goodness sakes, don't think that he's ruled out from a future presidential run. Okay, next piece of good news. You know, I have this um, T-shirt, which I have told you about, that says, generally speaking, Democrats suck. And it's the only one in the country. I know that it is. Nobody else has got that. People, I've never seen it, heard of it. I had it specially made for me. Uh, and I will confess, my wife will not go out with me in public if I'm wearing that T-shirt. She just doesn't want to deal with a hassle. But why, why am I sharing this as, as a good news component? Because I wore it yesterday, uh, I'm, no, I'm sorry, two days ago, and I'm coming out of the post office, and there is a 20-ish, 20 20-something 20 Mexican girl, 
very clearly Mexican. I just tell you, she was, no problem. She comes up to me and she says, man, I love that T-shirt. Now tell me if that wouldn't make you feel good if you actually went out expecting to get punched out because it's a bit provocative, I understand. But you go out and you wear a T-shirt like that and then you get approached with this full-throated support, robust, high-five-ish response from somebody who you would likely think would be on the other side of the aisle when it comes to Democrat versus Republican. Well, there we go. Now we're on to the real news. Not the real news. Non-citizens, in other words, aliens, maybe foreign nationals, can now be police officers in Washington, D.C. Yeah, you heard me right. And there's all kinds of places, even... There's a push by Democrats in Mississippi, which fortunately are a significant minority, to want illegals to be able to vote. Uh, illegal, illegal, because once if they're not legal, they're not green card, then what's the ID that is going to give them that job? Green card, <clears throat> does that get title them to vote? No. Should it entitle them to be a police officer? Of course not. Who will fill that void in Washington, D.C.? The void of the absence of police officers which should now be filled with non-citizens that are here on green cards. I will tell you, it's easy. Muslims. And because D.C. is essentially an, a foreign inholding. If you look at the influence that China has, and the, what has become an incestuous relationship between the Biden administration and China to the financial gain and the aggrandizement of Joe Biden's personal fortunes while he has only a senator's salary to work with, you'll see that it actually is a foreign inholding. And by that I mean, you know, if you go to a state park, you may come across private land. That's inside the state park. It's called an inholding. The Forest Service, U.S. government, was not able to buy it for whatever reason, price, whatever, and they allowed private retention of that land that's actually entirely surrounded by a national forest or a national park. That's an inholding. But should this surprise us? Because the left has so sold out our heritage for a pot of lentils that foreigners would be police officers in D.C. is of no surprise. i got to slip this in. This is um, maybe my next T-shirt. Let me know what you think. Maybe we should start selling T-shirts here at Red Sky Radio. Just say, if, if guns kill people, then cars drive drunk, Pencils misspell words, and forks make people fat. What do you think? Well, anyway, it's probably out there uh, in, some, in some form or another. Okay, so moving on to this week's story about the drugs at the White House. A couple of things here 
just out this morning, the Secret Service has admitted that they don't have any suspect related to the discovery of a bag of cocaine in the White House. And it has now also been released. This is not the first drug bust, so to speak, at the White House. Hey, Joe's the legal occupant. If, if they find drugs in your home, who goes to jail? You. You're the homeowner. Send Joey Corn Pop to prison for that and about 29 other felonies. This is the third time, folks. The first two was a discovery of marijuana. It's now been revealed. This is not the first go-round. So um, they said this has all been in the last couple months. Let me just ask this little uh, rhetorical question. Who has been living at the White House with Joe Biden the last couple months? Hunter Biden. Who is it? that the Secret Service would never, ever check and has not checked. Hunter Biden. Who gets a pass for everything because he's under Papa's, Papa's protection for everything? Hunter Biden. Who is so stupid that they would leave a laptop with incriminating information that should have cost Joe Biden the election but compromised national security who is so stupid that they would do that? Hunter Biden. Who is so high on pot and crack that they can't even remember having knocked up the woman that, that because of DNA has now been identified as his child? Hunter Biden. Who would think he could get, who in the White House thinks that they can get away with anything and everything in addition to Joe Biden? Hunter Biden. There's a third time. So here's where we are. Uh, the Secret Service, are they corrupt? Have they been corrupted like every other wing of government? Have they been bought off too? Are they now, uh, the Secret Service SS is more like now the Nazi SS? Are they corrupt? Are they gut gutless? Are they inept? I'm not suggesting that any of those are that they're mutually exclusive. They could be all of those things. And listen to what happened. Okay, the story comes out. The uh, the cocaine was found in the library. Well, because people with brains actually punch through that bogus cover story, so the administration had to switch. No, it was actually found. Uh, not, you know, near the library in the situation room or outside the situation room. Well, people with brains busted that story wide open. So now we're on to the third place that it was found, which was supposedly in a cubby in some part of the White House being used by the workmen, construction people. Are you telling me the Secret Service doesn't check out construction workers? Now, God bless you all, you guys working in construction, but I can't tell you, even though you're likely Republicans, because you're too smart to vote Democrat, but you're the last ones to be allowed into the White House without a very significant surveillance 
of your activities as well as being checked out, profiled, and the whole nine yards. So the Secret Service apparently sucks like the DOJ or DOI, Department of Injustice, FBI, IRS, and the Environmental Protection Agency. Apparently so. They'll sell their soul to keep their job. To cover the big guy, as Hunter referred to him. My goodness. How convenient is it? Oh, how convenient that the Secret Service is just unable to identify uh, the White House cocaine smuggler. Oh, gosh, we just can't do it. <clears throat> yeah. We're supposed to uh, guard the supposed free le leader of the free world with maximum security, but we're now up to our third location story as to where it's found. We can't find it. And why? Because we all know that that stinking crap addict son, Hunter Biden, who was covered and the laptop story and cost Donald Trump the presidency is the crackhead going in and out of the White House in a drug-free zone. That's right. It is drug-free zone, meaning that he brings in drugs. He's free to bring them in. It's the new meaning to drug-free. He's free to bring drugs into what should be the most intensely surveilled geography footprint in the entire United States. And Joe, this is a guy, quote, that he was pledging to restore decency and honor to the White House and has turned it over to crack addicts. Jeez, old Pete. All right. I'm frequently wrong. I will admit that. Sometimes I'm right. And when I get it right, I just kind of need to tell you so you don't think I'm wrong 100% of the time. But if you go back about five or six weeks ago, you remember the story that I did about the guy who had the U-Haul and drove it into the fence barrier lightly, didn't do much damage around the White House. He didn't do much damage. The, the U-Haul was empty. He has nothing in the truck at all, even in the cab, except a little flag with a swastika on it, which was nicely and conveniently and immediately splayed out there on the lawn for all the mainstream media to hurry right over and take advantage of it and then regard him as a white racist, a racist supremacist. Remember that guy, the story? His last name was Kandula. He's Indian. The guy who's the white supremacist racist, the guy who's Indian. All of that was at a time when the FBI's integrity began to stink like dead fish. And nothing has changed that after Christopher Ray's non-testimony. What a squirmer. What a weasel. What a piece of crap. The guy should be up for treason. What did I say six weeks ago? I, and, and this is what the guy was charged with, all in an attempt. 
to make the FBI look like they were really on top of it. Whatever has happened before, it's a new day with the FBI. We are no longer FBI following Biden's instructions. We're no longer FBI Federal Bureau of Incompetence. We're not, we're not any of those other acronyms anymore. We're on top of it. We got it covered. And we're showing it here, even if we had to uh, false flag this thing with, with a lack of embarrassment. I mean, I, don't, I can't believe the FBI wouldn't be embarrassed at this stunt. But to prove their uh, prowess, they charged Sai Varshith Kandula, that white supremacist, right? With, quote, assault with a dangerous weapon, reckless operation of a motor vehicle, threatening to kill, kidnap, or inflict harm on the president, vice president, or family members, and destruction of federal property and trespassing. So what has he got? Six to eight felonies. And what did I say six weeks ago? You will not hear this story because it will either be dropped or the charges will be reduced to something ridiculously infinitesimal. And what has happened? Here we go. All of his multiple felonies, because he was paid off probably by the FBI. His multiple charges have all been downgraded to a single count of, the, of de depredation of property belonging to the United States. A misdemeanor. This is how bad it is. But if you've had it uh, in D.C. and you think you can find some respite in the left coast, well, here's California now as it has a bill that they believe will pass that will let judges supposedly rectify racial balance in, in sentencing as a portion of reparations. Can you believe this? I just, the stupidity is, is simply mind-boggling. I know it says in Scripture, it talks about God speaking about them having a conscience seared. I get a seared conscience. I kind of understand how that happens. We observe it. But just gross stupidity, lack of rational thought, this bill would allow judges to use sentencing in criminal cases to rectify racial balance. So let me understand, where is the racial imbalance uh, for a black guy who uh, does a drive-by shooting and the nine-year-old girl was killed like uh, like what's his name? I can't even think of his name now. There's so many of them. What's the racial imbalance in having a guy shoot and kill a nine-year-old in a drive-by? Where's the racial to life sentence? Where? What the heck does reparations have anything to do with crime? Reparations, as bogus as it is, as unbiblical as it is. And I've been through this way too many times to go into it any further detail. But as unbiblical as it is, it's all, all been about kind of making, trying to feel like we're making something right where there is a wrong. 
even though those who supposedly did wrong are long dead and those who had something wrong done to them are long dead. That was the, uh, the thought process. But where does reparations fit into reducing the sentence on a cold-blooded killer, premeditated murder? Or any other crime for that matter? And let me tell you, where's the reparations for any one of the children of incredibly wealthy black athletes and actors who get in trouble? Where would be the racial bias that needs to be applied in sentence reduction for those who, frankly, have grown up with a silver spoon in their mouth? far more than a whole gazillion whites. I don't get it. Oh, my gosh. And it's this whole obsession with diversity, and uh, which comes up in two areas, racially and in queerdom. And I, I just have to say, I've said this before, I just don't know how many... God-fearing Christian blacks out there, men and women, could possibly identify as being in the same group needing, sent, uh, needing favor and privileges along with those who groom children, sodomize each other. No. No, my friends, you're too good for that. We'll be back. Robin Walters Show on Red Sky Radio. See you in a minute. The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to... Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Thank you. These days there's dudes getting facials, manicured, waxed, and Botoxed. With deep spray on tans and creamy lotion-y hands You can't grip a tackle box Yeah, with all these men lining up to get weird It's heading out of be feminized I don't I like my hair I've still got a pair Yeah, I'm still a guy All my eyebrows ain't but there's a gun Ah, Brad Paisley, thank you for that song. Love it. Well, okay. There's a guy by the name of General Charles Brown. He's a black guy, head of the U.S. Air Force. He's now being considered as the possible next chairman to replace the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the highest military position in the United States. And who would he replace? Well, he would replace that fake general, Mark Milley, 
who I refer to as Mark Milley Vanilli because he's fake. But, and Milley's awful. But Brown is worse. And this is, this is a troubling thing. With, with all, well, you know what, uh, that's a digression. I don't want to get into that. But Brown has said that he plans to take carry out all the race-based, frankly, prejudicial practices, all of them, that were essentially struck down just last week by the Supreme Court in that case against uh, students for fair admission versus Harvard College because it violated the equal protection under the laws. Why doesn't that same standard apply to the military under Charles Woke, I, I am going to give preference to blacks brown. Well, it came, the one association has said here, quote, General Brown has made many statements about hiring on the basis of race, as well as monitoring the private beliefs of employees or potential employees with the intention of censoring those beliefs. <clears throat> so understand here, in the name of diversity, Brown is going to discriminate racially and has made no bones about it. He's not interested in hiring the best. He's, in hire, he's interested in hiring the blackest and the queerest. And this is what bothers me, that blacks get lumped, blacks with a, with a, what's the word? I can't even think of the word here. I mean, you're born black, you're born white, right? This indigenous skin color, right? That's not a voluntary act. That's the way you're born. That's the way you are. All this other crap is not sexual orientation. It's sexual preference. That's all behavior-based. And it gets slammed into that same tank. I would be just as ticked off as... Candace Owen and Michael Massey and a whole bunch of great prolific writers that are black that are screaming about this ridiculous double standard, which will not advance people that are black. It'll only cause blacks to be questioned as to their real qualifications by whites. I can tell you that it's happened. Katanji Brown Jackson is a, a horrible case of affirmative action. If you don't know what a woman is and you're on the Supreme Court, then what could be said other than the fact that you got there for reasons other than skills, intelligence, and accomplishment? The accomplishments were awarded. You got there by your skin color. What a loser. As she joins Kagan and Sotomayor, a couple of other losers. So the, maybe the bigger point is you don't have to be black to be a loser on the Supreme Court because Clarence Thomas has been one of my heroes since all the way back to Anita Hill. All the way back there because I had Anita Hill in high school. No, I had her in law school. Um, well, I don't. I can't go down that, that path, but I listened to those hearings. Man, I'll, I'll tell you, Clarence was the man from the very get-go. Well, anyway, so, but Brown is going to hire on a discriminatory basis preference to blacks and queers and trannies. But he also is planning and has the intention 
of monitoring private beliefs of employees with the intention of censoring those beliefs. I wish I had the time to go through all the statements. I do not. That there's one after another. I mean, I got six right here, which I was planning to do, that simply shows that he intends to keep out of, suppress those people who, in his mind, have the wrong views about racial diversity, queer diversity, and tranny diversity. So uh, think about that when you want to join the military. There's a reason the military can't get its numbers. Who's going who's gonna to join that woke group of queers and clingers? How many of you know MASH? You know Klinger, right? Okay. All right, here I'm going to roll now. I'm going to fly through a bunch of stuff to get through the queer, kind of the queer segment. 40% of Brown University. Interesting, Brown University, which is virtually all white, but whatever. 40% of them identify, I hope you're sitting down. This picture I see of the students is absolutely nauseating. 40% of the Brown University students identify as LGBTQQIAAP2 S plus. Look, I, I can't even keep up with the additions to this moniker to cover more debauched, screwed up, sometimes demon possessed behavior. Forty percent, forty percent identify as totally screwed up. They're not asking for tolerance. They're not asking for inclusivity. They're demanding that you and I shut up. And we don't speak about it lest they be convicted of their sins. But in quick order here, California keeps moving forward with a bill that would charge any parent who doesn't affirm the transgenderism as child abuse, which would be a felony. The teacher group that's been uncovered of about 40 online boast of going subversive and telling uh, others what they have to do to subversively and secretly take kids into the trans ideology. Get your kids away from those losers. Your children deserve better than that. You've got the school district in Washington State. Gosh, Washington State is just in a hellhole. The school district, will, which will not let students even opt out of the LGBTQR, well, you know what? we got to get it right. Won't let them opt out of the, what did we call it here? The LGBTQQIAAP2S plus ideology. Can't, can't opt out of it anymore, at least in that part of Washington. You got all those that were on the Bud Light. I kind of, I kind of, I find it funny. Bud Lighted is now a verb. They got Bud Lighted. Um, like they Bud Lighted them. It's <laughs> very interesting. Well, you got that Bud Light parade. Another one. We're here. We're queer. We're coming for your children. And yet, these are the people who contend 
that they are not out to groom your precious children and grandchildren. You got the 250 Hollywood stars are punishing everyone and want to punish anyone and everyone who promotes biological sex. Why does the left insist LGBT activism? Uh, what does it mean to the kids? Why do they insist? They have to because they can't procreate. Grooming is the only way of procreation. How about this story? We didn't hear about this shooter. We hear about all these mass shootings except this one. The July 4th Philadelphia bloodbath that left five dead is a cross-dressing BLM tranny. Didn't hear about it. How inconvenient that is. And now we have lesbians marching down to the British Virgin Islands, going into somebody else's territory and country, and demanding that their constitution be changed so that they could totally defile that tropical paradise by their sodomy. Whew. You know, I don't like covering this story. I had to get through those. But, you know, I don't like taking out the garbage either. So how how do I deal with the garbage? That Maybe it smells. Maybe, you know, who knows? Fish, chicken, something's in there. How do I deal with it? I take it out quickly. I get it in the dumpster quickly. I get through all these crappy stories quickly. And now we're on to one that is, my goodness, this is, uh, this is bothersome at a level that will never be seen in mainstream news. And it's people in Biden's White House, obviously speaking anonymously, or they'll lose their job, saying that we're not safe here. One administration official said no one is safe in the Biden White House because Joe Biden routinely yells and curses at White House staff. They say here that he provokes so much discomfort. Is you ready for this? Nobody, virtually, I can't say nobody, virtually nobody wants to meet with Joey Cornpop, I got no brains, I'm a your left wing puppet, Biden. None. They don't or hardly anyone. They don't dare. The reports coming out, he routinely, rep, repetitiously takes the Lord's name in vain. He's only got about twelve words global climate change, homophobia, blah blah blah. The rest of them are all swear words. GD, F-bomb. It's all over the place. He's tyrannical. He's horrific. This is a guy who lied, but he lies through every orifice of his body. Every single one emits a lie. But this is the one who said he intends to do, restore decency and honor to the White House. Well, if that was true, then he's obviously failed and failed miserably. This is the guy that claims to be the Jesuit, to which I'd say Jesuit Schmesuit. If this is what a Jesuit is, 
uh, get those guys aren't helping anything out. They're not helping us at all. And then we get down to a piece by Megan McCain. And I want to quote her significantly in this. Uh, I think it's probably going to be the last piece of the day. I wasn't a John McCain fan. I voted for him because I just kind of held my nose and pulled the lever like I voted for Mitt Romney. Held my nose and pulled the lever because I knew Obama was a charlatan. He was a modern-day version of Saul, a guy who probably could be running for the Antichrist if the position is still open. I don't know. But she wrote a piece the other day calling out Biden for the great fraud. Interesting that the picture that captions this story is Joe Biden fondling this is not a young girl. Oh, he's done it with young girls. He's fondled enough young girls who are screaming, screaming. I'm sorry. That's a cross between screaming and squirming. They were squirming when Joe the perv put their arms, his arms on them. Eight years old, 10 years old, 12 years old. This woman is probably 30. And you can tell by the look on her eyes exactly what she's... Kind of like the look on Christopher Ray's eyes during the testimony this week. You knew he was lying. He was squirming. You can tell a liar a lot of ways. So the... Well, I, I don't want to digress. The FBI should not be able to take the Fifth Amendment. That's reserved for individuals. But anyway... Megan McCain comes out here and said, you know, Biden is a great fraud. And this picture shows Biden with his hands, no doubt uncomfortably in the eyes of the woman who's simply putting up with this old perv. And Biden is a pervert. Gosh, how many pictures do we have to see of this guy fondling young girls? And in this case, older women. She's putting up with it while he's got his hands on her shoulder and he's smelling her hair. If he were whispering something secret in his ear, his mouth would be near her ears. But he's smelling her hair. I wouldn't let, I wouldn't let Joe Biden around any of my grandchildren for 10 seconds without a stun gun to keep him away when he moves into... Oh, gosh... But she goes, I need to just quote her here and move on in this story. She said, quote, it's not his overseas business schemes for which he's apparently made millions, nor his participating in son Hunter Biden's similar business operations. It's not of his extremism on the LGBT agenda. It's not because he allowed a man who had been chemically altered and has fake breasts bear them on the White House lawn. It's not because of his claims to be devoted to family. It's not because of the fact that just a short time ago, cocaine was found in the White House, triggering a lockdown and police investigation. No, his great fraud is not even his lies. 
She said, it is the pretense that he is a fundamentally decent man. End quote. And he isn't. He's a perverted, immoral, gutless malcontent. He's also a stooge, stupid, demonically possessed, and clearly on his way to hell. Say, oh, don't judge him, Rob. You can't judge. Hey, you know what? You know a tree by its fruit, right? That's all I'm saying. So Megan goes on to say that she said the worst of Joe Biden. On top of all these other horrific things, any one of which would disqualify him for the presidency, is the fact that he has refused to acknowledge having a granddaughter by the name of Navy. She writes, quote, Navy Joan Roberts is Hunter Biden's illegitimate four-year-old child and the president's seventh grandchild. London Roberts is Navy's mother, an Arkansas woman who was once on the payroll of Hunter's influence peddling firm, Rosemont Seneca. Well, that was until he reportedly had her kicked off the company health insurance plan after she gave birth. Hunter then denied paternity of the child and wrote in his memoir. I just got to stop here. When you are that age and you've spent most of your life on drugs, crackhead, how do you have the memory to write a memoir? Don't you have to have a memory to write a memoir? That's just rhetorical comment here. Let me start over. That was until he reportedly had her kicked off the company health insurance plan after she gave birth. Hunter then denied paternity of the child and wrote in his memoir that he had no recollection of the relationship. So how can you go out, get this girl pregnant? She has a baby. You don't have any recollection of the relationship? That's in your memoir? which obviously you don't remember anything about your life to write the memoir, but a DNA test and court filings and texts, text messages from his laptop have proven otherwise. End quote. You see, this laptop is the curse of the Biden administration. The laptop has revealed everything that is ugly. It's revealing at least a significant portion of the grime and the defilement that exists under Joe Biden's refrigerator. So when Hunter says he has no recollection of the relationship, and then Joe and Jill Biden get out there publicly and privately claim that the president has six grandchildren, not seven, Joe and Jill together conveniently exclude Navy, a biological grandchild of Joe. No brains, no cojones, no morals, Biden. So it appears that not only does Hunter not have any recollection, which we know to be a lie, of the relationship, apparently Joey Baby has no recollection either because he can't seem to remember sometimes who his wife is and who his sister is 
But in this case, how many grandchildren he has? Is it accidental? We know that it is not. And why? Megan continues to write here. This makes you wonder. Oh, man. About the character of a man who can lie so easily for last week. After years in court, Hunter and London Roberts reportedly reached an agreement to slash Hunter's child support payments. And most shockingly, she was cajoled, pressured, paid off to abandon the petition to allow Navy to use the Biden family name. This is why Megan said this is on top of all the other frauds. This is the biggest fraud. She finishes up by saying Joe Biden's public image is centered around his devotion to his family and his only surviving son, Hunter. In a White House proclamation on Father's Day, he wrote, quote, My dad, Joseph Robinette Biden Sr., taught me values. Uh, I hope you're not laughing. Uh, try to keep your teeth in, your food in, whatever else is moving around in your mouth. Taught me values early in life that continue to inspire me today. Yeah, right. He taught me that, above all, family is the beginning, middle, and end. A lesson I have passed down to my children and grandchildren. End quote. Navy Biden. That's what I'm going to call her. Navy Biden. You call her that too. Give this girl some respect, some honor. She's innocent. She's in it. Why does she have to hide the fact that she's an illegitimate child of the crackhead son of a president who's so embarrassed of his son that he has to get involved to have her nixed out of the family tree and no doubt inheritance? She deserves to be acknowledged. But as Megan writes, we're expected to look the other way and support this decrepit, morally abhorrent man's bid for a second term, all premised on the fact that not only does he want to restore honor and dignity to the White House, but premised on the fact that he is objectively and subjectively better and more moral than Donald Trump. Now, I know some of you missed that last part because you had to get up and run to the bathroom and hurl. Well, that was too far away. You, throw, you threw open a window. You threw it open so you could throw up. This nauseates me. It is absolutely nauseating that we have somebody like this as the alleged leader of the country. Now, we know he's not leading it. We know he's a puppet. George Soros' son, as I mentioned, he's up to, what, 20 to 25 visits in the last few months to the White House doing what? Delivering orders or actually odors. Because when Joe Biden speaks and gives an executive order, it is an executive order. A man who stinks so badly cannot help but stink with every level and every action of his life. It's Robin Walter 
Red Sky Radio, the Robin Walter Show, encouraging you. Sit tall in the saddle, you guys. Remember, you ride for the brand. This ride is not over, and we plan to be victorious. God bless you. See you next week. We got a tail.